it's invisible, but I see it and we will make it visible. And that's the core of this work. And, and that's what makes entrepreneurship so great. Welcome to Startup Health Now, the podcast about the entrepreneurs and innovators shaping the future of health. I'm Logan Plaster. There's this famous moment in A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Ebenezer Scrooge has been brought to a gravestone by the ghost of Christmas yet to come. As he reads his own name on the grave and realizes what it means, he pleads with the ghost, saying, Are these the shadows of the things that will be, or are they shadows of the things that may be only? This really is the central question behind Nightingale Health, the subject of today's podcast. This Finnish company that Startup Health backed in 2016 uses a new kind of blood testing to predict future disease risk so that people can change the course of their health before it's too late. They've designed a way to analyze blood samples that pulls 250 times more data from that sample than a typical test. Then they use AI and machine learning to correlate that data with future disease risk, like the risk of diabetes or heart disease. Then they put the result in simple terms so that patients can see trends and take action. This year, Nightingale took three big strides forward. They went public on the Finnish NASDAQ, which gave them capital to scale. They rolled out at-home testing kits so more people can benefit from their disease prediction. And they acquired a genomics company that will allow them to bake genetic information into their app and provide people with even more personalized health assessments. I sat down with Nightingale CEO and co-founders Teemu Suna to hear more about their blood testing technology and how it could change preventative health globally by getting patients to see their potential future, like Scrooge staring at his gravestone, and then change the course of their health. Enjoy. Teemu Suna, CEO of Nightingale, thanks for taking the time with me today. Thank you. It is exciting to learn what you're working on at, at Nightingale. Um, appreciate you sending me over that um, that hour with Nightingale. Give us a high level of what is it that you've built at Nightingale for those who aren't familiar. Yeah, so so the the, the Nightingale is all about preventative health, um, and um, um, what preventative health means is that in order to 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 kind of prevent something, you need to be there on time you need to be there early mm -hmm. so what we are doing we are basically providing our advanced blood test for healthy individuals and then what we detect from 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 blood we we, we don't kind of aim to diagnose diseases but we rather detect kind of the um, state of the body so where the kind of the health is heading to and, and and now when we talk about health, we are not interested in like one kind of one disease or two disease. We are interested of staying healthy. Yeah. And now what the kind of the benefit of the Nightingale test is that it very holistically captures various areas of, of, of health. And now when we can kind of from a single blood sample, we can basically describe the kind of the future um, health risks um, holistically so when you know the future risks you can take action mm. and now this is i think this is kind of the, the the nice thing about all this when you know your risks you take action 
and you follow up with further blood testing how your risks, where your risks are heading to, you are changing your destiny. Yeah. Maybe a yeah. good way to understand it would be through the uh, hypothetical journey of a typical patient. So maybe you could take me through that that user experience from sort of blood test or um, somebody might be modestly concerned about their health kind of through that journey. Yeah, so um, so kind of a very let's let's take like easy example like uh, um, like type two type two diabetes. And uh, it's something that is being developed uh, over kind of over decades. It's not something that like suddenly like appears that now now it happened. Mm -hmm. It's rather something that the body is giving the signals, especially when you look at the molecules in the blood. Okay. So now let's take a person um, who takes the Nightingale test and uh, the test says that, okay, your risk for type 2 diabetes is... Um, is elevated yeah. and, uh, um, uh, and, and then kind of you may get concerned a bit, depends on, on, the, on the people, but the message is that this is not your judgment day. This is observation mm. of your kind of how your lifestyle is treating your body. Yeah. And now you decide to take action. So for example, you, you make some um, changes in your diet. So you decide that, okay, for example, I I eat like um, uh, less carbs, or I uh, I eat more vegetables, and then what you do is that you apply that diet, or you change your exercise pattern. You apply that for a month, then you come back and you take another test, mm. and we show how the molecules in your body have reacted to the changes in your lifestyle. And now, kind of for the first time, I mean, lifestyle has been something um, something that you can read from the internet, like eat avocados or um, exercise this and that, or mm. kind of the, the internet is full of these different advices. But if you, if you apply, if you take that advice, how do you know, is it working for you? Yeah. How do you know? You don't. You just believe because you read it from the internet, from your favorite blog. Yeah. But we can tell to you, we look it from your blood, from your molecules, how they react to the lifestyle change that you that you did. And this is how you can learn your own body. This is how you can optimize your kind of uh, future health trajectory. So you kind of you can change the course. Yeah. It's not like it's it's big part of health is in your hands not everything but i mean big part of that is yeah. in your hands yeah you know I, my understanding is that a core piece of nightingale is that you develop the hardware necessary to pull all of this additional health data out of a blood sample and a lot of people don't understand how you know arduous that process is and so maybe you could give us just a quick run through of kind of the actual hardware that you that you developed and kind of how long uh, that takes to to bring to market. This isn't just something that you thought of six months ago. Yeah. So, so first of all, we we do not build hardware. So uh, we are uh, we are a software uh, company. So we utilize existing uh, hardware. Got it. Um, how, however, what makes this very kind of um, uh, difficult is that 
um, I'm, I'm coming back with the molecules. So we are looking at the molecules in the, in the blood. Okay. And so, so if something in the process goes off even a bit, you kind of, you, you make a mess. So yeah. you need to know what, what you are doing. So how we measure the blood is that we put the blood sample inside a high frequency magnet. Okay. This technology is called uh, NMR, nuclear magnetic resonance. Okay. And what happens in the magnet, all the molecules in the blood, blood they start to resonate. And each of the molecules have their own individual resonance. And because all the molecules resonate at the same time, we can capture signal of multiple molecules like in one go. And but but this is like, I mean, you, what do you do with the resonance signal of the molecules? You nothing. So the next step is that you need something. We have utilized our um, artificial intelligence algorithms to kind of transform that resonance signal into the units used in 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 healthcare, like millimoles per per, per liter, and. Um, when we have then do, did that translation, then we can start utilizing these. These molecules actually start to mean something. And now we have then managed to continue with this, that this, these, these kind of molecules we measure, they are actually connected to actual health outcomes. And the health outcome connection is being built by analyzing some of the world's largest uh, biopank collections. Something, so, that's, something, I, something that strikes me about Nightingale yeah. is just how multifactorial this process is when you think about the need to gather the blood to analyze it in a deeper way, to then have the software, the, the machine learning that can really find those correlations and then go even further. I understand you just recently made a, an announcement about getting into genomics, getting into even more personalized understanding of the individual. Um, this is not just one slice of the journey. It's really an entire patient journey. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that that's that's right. And the the build up of this is like it has taken taken for um, I think we've been kind of building this for around like seven years and uh, um, in invested uh, so so far around like fifty million euro. And uh, there is a lot a lot of things to 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 still. Uh, um, still, still do. But the the point is like when we think about biotechnology, the 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 very typical problem is that if you invent something, some you have a biotechnological innovation. How that innovation? How do you create the value for the uh, for the people? Well, well, many times the biotech company doesn't do that. They just kind of build the technology and 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 that's it. But what we have been what has been our vision from the very beginning is that it's end to end. The value is created end to end. You have to be uh, kind of you have to have the like the world class biotechnology, but it's it's not enough. You have to build it, kind of process the information in a way that you can actually help people to uh, live healthier lives, yeah. and then. When you do it, I mean, I mean, the complexity of all this, all the different components and parts, it's um, 
uh, it's it's quite complicated in 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 the end to get it to get it working. Was that one reason that you? I understand you went public on the Helsinki Nasdaq, the Finnish Nasdaq, uh, this in 2021. Um, what was the um, objective of that in terms of this kind of growth and scale that was necessary? Yeah, well, uh, what we are doing here is that we are actually building a a global preventative health system. And and this is something like if you look at the burden of the chronic diseases like type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, out of all the healthcare costs, these are like 80 to 90 percent. And then the, the and, and this is one of the biggest cost factors in in like um, of, of nations. Yeah. And and this is like we cannot solve the problem by just treating already sick people. We have to keep the healthy people healthy. But for this, we need a we need technology. We need a system that can do it. And this is what we do. And it's a, such a big mission that we need to be well capitalized. We need to be kind of we need to have the resources to kind of. Uh, bring this technology available all, all around the world. And that's that's why we went uh, we went public. And in our actually in the listing, all the money uh, was uh, for the company. So it's only about um, investing uh, in into the future growth. I'm sure when you think about global impact, you think about your sort of initial core group of users and how any success that you see early on with them is something that could theoretically be extrapolated out and benefit you know millions more people. What kinds of exciting um, results have you seen early on that you would like to see extrapolated? Yeah, well, that's uh, quite interesting. So we we started kind of the first thing we did like once we got the technology built up and all these kind of mobile apps and everything. So once we get that done, the first thing we did was that we started to offer to sell the service in Finland um, for a very limited kind of amount, very, very limited group of people. Okay. So we, we wanted to see what happens when when people get this like holistic preventative health information, yeah. because we got a lot of like uh, people were challenging us saying like, well, people don't change their behavior and people are not motivated and uh, and, and we were saying that no, we we don't believe this is this is correct. We believe that people are not motivated because we have not given them the right tools. Mm-hmm. So so we wanted to test this, and uh, so we we build up a clinic um, uh, here in Helsinki. Uh, we are a a private healthcare provider in in in, in Finland, and um, um, and then we started to to sell the service. And and we got like a couple of thousand of people running the service, and uh, the the striking thing was, and kind of many findings, but but the the most striking things. So the people who are the ones that many times are considered like okay, like lost case in a, in a way, uh, that group uh, made significant improvement and it was half of that group uh, uh, who returned to the second test because we can compare the first and second test uh, made a major imp- improvement that is like changing the 
changing the level, the risk level for mm. for them, and that that is likely to have a a strong long term impact into their health outcomes. So we got the group that is that is the least likely to make the change something. They change things when they got to, got the right information and the right tools. And just to clarify, just to use the type two diabetes example, we're not talking about someone just lowering their A1C levels uh, because they have type two diabetes. We're talking about um, metrics that precede di- di- potentially precede diabetes and sort of new numbers that help you direct your habits um, so that you might prevent something in the future. Is that right? Yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. And not only looking like one thing in your blood, like one biomarker. Yeah, we are, because the, these diseases like type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, they are like systemic. The, the biology of these diseases is very systemic. So it's like many different molecules in the body. They indicate the, the disease early on before you have got the disease. Yeah. And this is what we measure. And then we can help people to change their kind of habits and the, the, the kind of their blood values in a way that they avoid kind of in the best scenario, they avoid the disease all, all together. Um, I noticed that you have come out with a really slick looking um, uh, mail-in sort of bio sample system now. And I wonder if you could explain kind of why, why that was important. We seem to be in this moment um, with Everly Well and other companies where people are getting more acclimated with um, sending in samples and wanting to take care of their health from home. So um, A, why was this important for Nightingale? And B, kind of what do you think this opens up for you more globally? Yeah, I, I think the the big thing here is that uh, many other companies in this domain, uh, as you said, they are they are doing home testing, but it is based on the in the lab where the sample goes. There is the traditional kind of the traditional blood testing technology. Um, so now uh, the the kind of the, the the breakthrough here is that. With the Nightingale technology, you kind of you get the holistic, the preventative analysis, also from home, because because the point here is that your lifestyle defines your future health risks, mm. and 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 where lifestyle happens, it happens at home. It doesn't happen at doctor's office. It happens at home, and that's why we need to bring the measurement technology also to to home to help people to optimize the lifestyle and then one thing i want to say about the lifestyle is like um people many times think about like okay well now i never can eat any burgers and i this is like this was my last beer and this is not what we are saying it's actually like and i have done this personally so i had like my lipid profile was not kind of in optimal shape yeah so what i actually did i didn't i didn't do a change with my my lipids but i changed the amount of uh of uh of of carbs in my food and that improved my 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 lipid lipid level so i didn't know it i just wanted to try it and then i just decided that okay i still eat potatoes but maybe i like i take only half of what I take usually. 
that was the change I did. I still ate the potatoes and and preserved my my lifestyle. I just kind of tweaked that a bit. I measured it worked, and I knew that okay, my body kind of doesn't like too much if I eat a lot of carbs. Did you use the Nightingale system to do that analysis or just sort of the Nightingale sort of mentality? No, the Nightingale system. I actually measured my, my blood and followed up the progress and uh, I kind of quantified uh, I, I quantified my lifestyle in a way that I, I learned to know how my body responds uh, into the change that I that I did. Yeah. I want you to dream with me for a minute about kind of the global impact here if this uh, is able to scale the way you're you're envisioning and um, really reaches the people who need it most. Um, we just wrote about how 2021 was a, a record year for health innovation funding, doubled the year before. Uh, and yet we noted in the report that still 55% of the funding went to three cities. There's still a real disparity in terms of where um, money goes and where innovation happens. And you've been clear to emphasize that you want this to be for um, all people, not just sort of the 1% of people who are the most likely to get high, high tech care. And um, I get a sense that that's kind of baked into your uh, business or the ethos of your business. And so um, I, I wonder, first question is sort of, how have you built that into Nightingale's roadmap? Yeah, I, I think the important answer here is the, I think there are two two things. One is the, um, um, one is the kind of the, um, how we provide the results. So we, we are not providing, our results are not built for medical professionals. Okay. We have built this for humans. We have built it for people, kind of ordinary people. So, and this is important, like the current diagnostic industry, the results, if you know your apolipoprotein B, how many milligrams per deciliter you have it? I, I don't, I don't know what it means. Yeah. So I, I'm guessing that many other people also don't know what it means. Yeah. We actually measure it. But when we deliver the result, we deliver it in a way that you don't have to be the medical professional to to un, to kind of to get the value from the measurement so it needs to be understandable it needs to be actionable so i think this is one of the one of the key uh concepts uh what we are building then the then the second one is uh accessibility so we need to get the technology to people's homes and uh it's as i said lifestyle life happens at at home, so we need to get there. Yeah. Um, and then there is, and then there is the kind of, um, um, I guess, then there is the third thing, which is the price. Yeah. So uh, we are actually, uh, our aim is to to push the price of this advanced biotechnology down. So we we are, we believe that the value is created when this is brought to the masses. Yeah. And and maybe that is one of the breakthroughs that we are actually bringing this advanced biotechnology for the masses. I, I think if you think about primary standard primary care technologies, they are not that like novel. So this is uh, in a way quite quite a big thing to 
then allow people to access this kind of uh, uh, state-of-the-art technology. How, accept- how accessible are we talking? I mean, there's there's accessible pricing and then there's there's products that can really be afforded by, you know, working people around the world. Mm. Well, it 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 uh, it's a bit of a different thing in different parts of the parts of the world, um, but I'm, um, but 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 how we are seeing and what is one of the advantages of of our technology is that we can really kind of uh, the price point is uh, completely doable for for middle class, like all already, mm-hmm. and when the volumes goes up, we can kind of come all the time. We kind of we always kind of put this development when the price goes down we put it into the pricing and with that we we get it to the um, to the bigger audience um, all all the time what's your vision for expansion outside of finland i mean there's sort of the business case side and then also just your own uh, hope and desire for impact yeah well we are already kind of uh, we have laboratories uh, running in the in japan uh, in uh, um, of course in Finland, but then also in the UK and uh, and and in in US as as well. Um, uh, in in Japan, we are actually we have launched our uh, our preventative health offering. So and that's um, quite quite a major major market uh, to to bring the technology. Um, but then because we already have. Uh, um, operations in the in the US, um, I think the US market is very uh, attractive. Also, also for for us, and uh, I mean the concept uh, is actually something quite interesting. It's global. Yeah. Think about think about electricity. Electricity is not global. It's different in different. The system is different. Different parts of the world. Yeah. Blood, <laughs> blood is quite quite global and uh, uh, hmm. and and there are of course ethnic differences but but that's also something that we we have managed to managed to capture for example in in our Japanese operations well and that goes along with your genomics uh, efforts to understand you know individual uh, populations um, maybe you could speak to that I understand you had a, an announcement about that just this week yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, quite, quite, quite a major, major thing, and uh, I think we need to start from, from, uh, from like biology, uh, and and think about what what the Nightingale blood test is measuring. So we are actually measuring uh, the dynamic state of the body. So how your lifestyle, how the way how you are treating yourself, is kind of manifested in your in your blood. Uh, but then there is, it's, it, but that's not kind of everything there there is. So there are also things that we are born with, and that is called genetics. So the the genetic data is you are born with it. You have inherited some things from from your parents, but it is static data, so it doesn't change. So if we measure your genetic data when you are five year old. It will be the same when we measure it when you are 50 year old. Um, but what it kind of provides, it provides kind of a a fingerprint uh, for your for your kind of future health. Yeah. But it's not also a a, a a judgment because 
if you think about cardiovascular disease, type 2 diabetes, lifestyle diseases, uh, kind of uh, clearly the largest part of your risks, risk is defined by your lifestyle. But now when Nightingale puts, puts these two things together, so we put together kind of what you have inherited and then we see how your body is actually doing. I mean the analysis, the capability to understand your future risks as well as what kind of actions you could take to kind of lower your risk risk levels. And let me give a practical example. So if your genetics says that you have a high risk for heart disease, and then we we look your 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 genetic data, and then we look your um, your lifestyle data with the Nightingale blood test, and we see that that okay now you have the genetic risk, and you then your lifestyle is 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 kind of average. So it then says that okay because of your genetic risk, your kind of trajectory towards heart disease, you are you are likely to get it sooner than the the population average. Makes a lot of sense. However, if you change your lifestyle, you can kind of overcome the genetic background and you can end up in a trajectory where you are healthier in terms of heart disease than the population average. Yeah. So, I I mean, this is like... Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but this is like groundbreaking. Many companies there who do genetic testing, many companies who do blood testing. But now when we put these two things together, we get advantages from both angles. I I, 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 I think it's groundbreaking. Yeah. Uh, where are you at in that process? If I was a Nightingale customer in Finland right now, would I get that genomic data added into my profile? Uh, how is that being rolled out? Yeah, so the rollout is we, we as part of the uh, announcement, we acquired a, a, a small technology company from Finland uh, specialized in uh, genetic, uh, uh, in, in genomics. And um, uh, with that, we get kind of a, a, a kickstart for, um, for the capability. And it's already in the second half of this year when we, um, uh, when we, when we get the uh, genomic perspective integrated into the Nightingale's uh, mobile mobile app, and uh, and it's then I mean, as I said, it's it's kind of when it's there, then the expansion of that can be very rapid because yeah. I mean, it's it's the same application basically that we can use um, uh, also in other countries. Yeah. You know, one of the things I love about Startup Health is that we work with uh, companies from about 27 countries and just the unique mindset that comes from every continent. Not everything is, um, you know, being baked in Silicon Valley. There's a lot of very different communities uh, fomenting uh, technology. And I wonder how you think being a Finnish-born company, being a Finnish company, um, and having this be your initial user base really shapes how you think, how the company uh, thinks about uh, impact and expansion. Yeah, well, um, well, I, I, I think that there are some some benefits of uh, being from a small country, um, and may, maybe something that uh, you don't consider that much if 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 you are in from from a bigger country. One one thing is that 
um, Finland is a nation of like five million people, uh, the only strategy, the only possibility is to get international. Because you don't have a domestic market. I mean, everything that you plan, you have to plan to the international uh, market. And that's that's a massive benefit. With Nightingale, we have built the scalability of this technology like from the from the very beginning mm. that it can address the challenges of the global uh, global market so i think that is one of the of the great can i ask uh, benefits can i ask how you baked yeah. that in from the beginning what what are some ways that you were thinking global very early um so we we baked that in in a way that when you build this kind of technology you can um, um you can build it like um uh, you you can just kind of think about okay we we do a a small pilot here and and then when the pilot is ready we start to uh, expand expand you end up having a scalability problem at some some stage so because we were thinking like okay the there's no point to build anything just to the domestic market we build kind of the scalability like all the software all the processes everything in a way that it can scale in international scale yeah um and that's been something that's uh, you know been baked in from the beginning i mean uh, uh, other aspects of sort of the finnish mindset i I mean i I just like how uh, entrepreneurs can learn from one another in their sort of regional outlook about business and about entrepreneurship Uh, is there a way that you think that you think differently about business expansion um based off of the sort of national you know philosophy of finland yeah well i i think like we maybe maybe the um uh finnish uh, nationality this kind of um this kind of going through the rock attitude uh that um all the kind of uh all the challenges are just just made to be made to be solved and uh we know that when we start doing something like when we have done a lot lot of funding rounds like international funding rounds we're always the underdog we are always the one like like if i go to the us in a big big like investor conference and i say hey, hello here i'm Temu from finland I, the the kind of the position i have is quite bad to start with so then we know that so we have to compensate with something. So we need to have like the stuff that we are talking about needs to be like super, super good. And uh, and then that, I, love it. I mean, that creates kind of the attitude that wherever you go, you, you're always like a bit, maybe, uh, maybe even a bit like too well prepared to be the underdog. <laughs> and uh, here we come through the rock and... Uh, um, yeah. Well, it makes me think of the product itself. I understand that it can pull 250 times more what health data from a blood sample than a typical test. So it's almost like that's the Finnish mentality, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it's uh, it's ex- exactly like exactly like that. And it's the aim has been to reach towards the impossible all, all the time. So what I'm yeah. what I'm saying, like, what being asked many times. So what is the what is entrepreneurship? So I, I have tried to kind of summarize and, and my 
favorite one so far is is uh, what I what I what I think this work is. It is all about making things that are invisible today, making them visible. Mm. Once you do that, you have succeeded. Whatever you do, and and this like the the challenge is that if the vision and the mission like with nightingale i'm talking like okay let's like build preventative health system globally people most people don't see it it's invisible mm -hmm. but i see it and we will mm -hmm. make it visible and that's the core of this work and and that's what makes entrepreneurship so great because once you have done you have created something to the world that really didn't exist when you started. In your imagination, in that sort of uh, invisible dream, do you see Nightingale on every continent? Do you see this really being a global enterprise? Sorry, now the line was very breaking a lot. When you think in your mind about sort of that invisible uh, dream, do you think about Nightingale being deployed on every continent? Do you think of that? Do you think of it that globally? Yeah, yeah, most most definitely. This will be the if we think about primary care. Uh, I believe that this preventative health um, perspective uh, and this preventative health thinking that will be the a very important part of future primary care so uh, yeah. i think it will be it will be everywhere and uh, yeah. um and and my question is like why not so if the price point is low if the if it gives tools to to people to take better care of them them themselves and if there are no basically there are what is the side effect of nightingale what is the side effect of better lifestyle there, there is not such a thing. I mean, um, because in medicine there are always side effects, but, but, but sure. better lifestyle. I think there are no negative side effects, um, and I mean it. It just yeah. makes sense in the in the big picture. I, I'm, I'm confident that the world will move towards this direction. Anyway, Nightingale will not be the only company in the world trying to to solve this problem. But I'm what I'm confident about. It will get solved, and our position to actually make it happen is it's it's so it's a, exciting that uh, it's, that we we believe that we can accelerate this this trend um, uh, heavily. It's awesome. Okay, well, that's the time we have, Temu. Thank you so much, not just for taking the time with me today, but for being so dedicated to this vision, to bringing the invisible. Uh, to life, and as you said, um, pushing through the rock, was that the term you used? Breaking through the rock? Um, on such a, a challenging piece of, of healthcare innovation. So, Temu, I wish you all the best with, with Nightingale, and I um, uh, hope it's an amazing 2022. Thank you, thank you so much, and uh, thank you also for your time and, and for, the, for the interview. Awesome. All right. Be well. Thanks for listening to Startup Health Now. Startup Health invests in health transformers from around the world who are committed to achieving audacious health moonshots. 
If you want to learn how you can join this community of entrepreneurs, or if you want to connect with one of our 380 companies, go to startuphealth.com. If you'd like to learn how you can invest in our Health Moonshot Impact Fund in collaboration with AngelList, go to healthmoonshots.com. Thanks for listening to Startup Health Now. We'll be back next week.